long days and pleasant nights to you guys. Um, this episode's guest is uh, Margaret Armour. Yeah, it's spelled a more. I'm pretty sure we addressed that. Um, but if not, anyway, uh, I call her Migs, so that's a thing. Um, anyway, uh, she's an excellent artist, uh, visual, and also on screen, and an excellent videographer, and she's a poet. And she's one of those kind of renaissance people, and she's an advocate and activist and, and all that sort of thing. And she's a really great gal as well, which is wonderful. I often wish to myself that uh, it was directly proportionally how talented you were with to how nice you were. Because then, you know, only really nice people would be successful and that sort of thing. But unfortunately, that's not how the way the world works. But, um... Yeah, uh... Maybe I'll get her reading some poems for this intro or something, and I'll add that in later. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. You can't really like play any of like my dance stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just listen to, to her movements, movements. <laughs> or diddle the paintings. Like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give you the link to look at her stuff. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, so, uh, your name is not pronounced the way you think it would be, right? Like, um, your last name. Armor. Yeah, exactly. It's blatantly incorrect. Um, and uh, that's because you, we are recording, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just to, like, we just dive in. It's fine. That's cool. That's um, cool. uh, and that's because you were, uh, raised in the southern area of the United States. Yeah? Or am I completely wrong? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was born in Texas, but my parents are from Northern California. Okay. Uh, and that's just how the name is pronounced. Okay. Um, it's different. It's from the people who made armor. I see. Not, like, French or anything like that. It doesn't come from that. It comes from the English mm. people. <laughs> White people, English Pe folk. <laughs> okay. Those Anglo-Saxons. Those Anglo-Saxon mm -hmm. people. Um... And so you were born in Texas, and then you... Did you live in Northern California as well, or did you stay in Texas, and then... Um, I basically lived in Texas, but during the summers, mm -hmm. uh, my... We always went back to California to my grandparents. Uh, we'd be... My brother and I shipped off as soon as we could fly alone. Mm -hmm. We would be put on a plane and sent to California. So All right. It was kind of like half-half a little bit. Okay. Um, so it's like it's, a weird joint custody of states. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. So I, I consider Santa Cruz kind of one of my other homes. Like, mm -hmm. I, I grew up there, so I'm not pure Southern, and my parents aren't very Southern either. Okay. Well, that's probably why I like you so much. No. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but what do you what do you folks do? Um, my dad was a sociology professor. All right. Uh, and my mom is a law professor and a lawyer. Huh. But she seems so nice. I know, I know. It's it's counterintuitive. Yeah. Um, no, no. She she does uh, civil rights law. Oh, so she is nice. Yeah. So she's a good person. <laughs> she fights the good fight. Uh -huh. um, no, I mean she does. She she focuses a lot on like constitutional law and that kind of thing. That's her area of expertise. Um. So yeah, she. Intentions, <laughs> other than, right. like, I'm like other lawyers, I guess. All right, all right. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not that kind of lawyer. 
um, and uh, and did so uh, sociology and were the arts around a lot in your house and you just have them pick them up or was it like in defiance like when you're like I'm not going to do what you two are doing mom and dad apparently you're Craig Ferguson anyway what uh, that would be cool though Craig Ferguson oh. um, <laughs> he's funny he's a funny man I'll oh, yeah. that um. uh, no my parents were always into the arts mm-hmm. they um, they traveled a lot when they were younger and growing up uh, and my parents have seen so many like original Broadway shows that we're now seeing seeing the revivals of. Mm-hmm. They've seen um, all of the great like ballet dancers like perform like in London and things like that when they lived over there when they were in their I don't know, graduate school time stuff. Um, so it was always a part of their life and my grand my mom's mom mm-hmm. was always very into like musicals and like my aunt and my uncle did musicals in high school so it was always kind of part of our world uh and when I was little uh I was put in gymnastics and ballet and then I got to the point where I had to decide between the two because you kind of go intensely in two very different directions and I chose ballet because it had pink tutus so um, I'm just checking something here and making sure that I haven't screwed anything up. No, and we're all fine here. Yep, totally fine. <laughs> um, just yeah. paranoid. Okay, so because pink tutus, I understand that. Yeah, That's I why was... I went into ballet as well. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you yeah. do. It was cool. I like. I was like, oh, gymnastics is just leotards. That's what you did. Pink tutus. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all about, the, clearly you're a person that's all about looks, and that's oh, all that matters. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Very vain human being. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you mentioned that your parents traveled a lot and stuff, and they, they've kind of passed that on to you, yeah? Yes, definitely. Um, so, where have you been? Are you like Johnny Cash? You've been everywhere. Um, I, I haven't necessarily been everywhere. There are mm-hmm. tons of places I still want to go. Um, I mean, as a little kid, we went to England because my mom taught at Oxford during the summertime during like a course. So like that's always been a really fun hmm. place that I've gone back to numerous times. Uh, I've traveled around the United States a little bit, not too much in the century part because uh, there's just no reason to. But I mean, Thanks. I did like you know. <laughs> <laughs> As a child, like my parents had no urge or like want to yeah, go to no. the center of attention. So that's you know, like, I mean, we were we had family on like either coast, so that's where we went. I don't know what you're talking about. We have the Corn Palace and the Spam Museum and a yeah, bunch of rocks. You know, they're not big fans of spam. I think that kind of like mm. <laughs> really turned them off a little bit. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, no, I mean been to Hawaii when I was in elementary school or something like that. Right on. Um, and then I went to school in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and then I studied also, I studied abroad in Paris. Mm-hmm. So when I was there, um, I did take a little bit of time to travel to Spain for my birthday with my mom and my brother. They came over. Um, and then, I don't know. I live in New York now, and mm-hmm. I've lived in Scotland. I lived in Edinburgh for a while, mm-hmm. uh, so I've kind of been about 
Yeah, a bit. I'm going traveling again this summer. Yeah. So. And where are you exactly headed for that? Um, England will be the kind of my home base because my mom is teaching at Oxford again. Oh. Uh, and then I don't know. I'm I want to go back to France, but I also have friends in like Germany and all these other places. Okay. Uh, so I kind of want to travel about a little bit. That makes sense. I were I in your shoes, that also would be the case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. So what did you go to school for exactly? I went to school for modern, no, jazz dance, not modern dance. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I went, yeah, I went to school for jazz dance mm-hmm. and then a minor in musical theater. Okay. Uh, I also went to a performing arts high school, so I basically was in a conservatory program for eight years. Nice. By the end of college, I was kind of done. I, was I would a imagine. Little, a little burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. It was good, though. It was really good training. Uh, um, which school in Pittsburgh? I went to Point Park University. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Um, it's, it's definitely one of the smaller schools, but mm-hmm. it's one of the only programs Mm-hmm. where you could do a major and a minor and actually complete it. Because I got, I, w- I got into schools like Marymount, mm-hmm. but I w- when talking to like the musical theater people, they were like, listen, if you really want to do both of them intensely, you won't be able to do that because your schedule just won't allow it. Okay. As, you know, so that was kind of one of the, I want to be able to do that and have a place that would allow me to go and study abroad. Makes sense. So I wound up in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I think one of my friends goes to that same school, and she's had nothing but high praise for it. She's a dancer as well. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a really great school, and they've got a really great jazz program. A mm-hmm. lot of schools don't have as intense of a jazz program. It's more like ballet modern, and they have jazz. And, you know, I mean, I got one of my teachers was Ron Tassone, who is a, like, jazz legend and, mm-hmm. like, on Broadway and, like, really knows his stuff in the commercial world. And so, like, having teachers like him was amazing. Um, so is that the, the end goal is to end up doing dancing for a career? Because you like, ever since I've known you, you've been learning like six things at once and you got a lot of plates uh, spinning. No, I've always, I think it's part of the ADD. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've always had and liked to have multiple projects mm-hmm. and do different things all the time. If I do just one thing, I, I like get really into it, but then I kind of burn out and like, I can't like got to kind of have multiple things happening. Uh-huh. I understand um, that. I mean, I would love to, like, my my musical theater career would be complete if <laughs> I could perform professionally in some Fosse musical. Okay. Because, like, Fosse is, like, my heart and soul. Like, that's the first jazz style and, like, class that I ever took. Mm-hmm. Really? And, like, really loved, and that's kind of, like, what brought me into musical theater is what really got me into it. Mm-hmm. So I could be done with musical theater if, like, I did that. <laughs> Just you know? Peace, done, retired. Yeah, like, I don't have to sing and dance anymore. Like, I'll do them, like, separately, but I don't have to, like, be on stage. stage. And do it, you know, like, I'm yeah, good. I'm thanks. Good. I'm good. Thanks. All I need is my Fosse, like, a little hat, like, weird shit. Like, I'm good. Done. 
Everyone very looks vaguely like a spider. It's yeah, fine. very sexual, you know, yep. all of that. <laughs> After that, done. I'll give you like a prostitute, whore, you know, <laughs> convict. Any other career. I like how all the career paths are just illegal from there. It's either musical theater or illegal, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, if you go into crystal meth, I will be your Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> uh, no, I want to shave my head. I don't think... Anyway. Um, hey, I've shaved my head before. Have you? Yeah, I've had half my head shaven, well, all of this around. Well, shaved. that's different than like, entirely like no, I almost like. Did. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it's very hard to get a job with your entire. I would imagine as a woman, which is stupid. Yes, you were gonna say sexist, and that's fine. You can. It's not a bad <laughs> word. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna swear, but I didn't know if I'm allowed. Oh, you're totally around okay, to fucking okay. swear. It's fine. Okay, that's what, one thing I was worried about. I was like, keep yourself slightly in check. Oh. Sometimes, like every other word, it's like oh yeah, Tourette's a little bit. Like oh. it just like comes out. Like, oh. <laughs> and do you think that um like I have a similar thing? And I've spoken because my mom hates it when I swear, and I've spoken to her about it. It helps me focus. It's like King's speech. Yeah, we, yeah. he doesn't stutter when he swears, and I feel like it's <laughs> yeah. linked to the ADD thing of like. <laughs> I have so many thoughts, if I just say fuck, okay, now I'm thinking, what am I, it, it's focused. Yeah, I just also feel like swear words enhance what I'm saying. Okay. You know what I mean? I use it as like a punctuation, you mm-hmm. know, like really like bring home my point. Yeah. Kind of how I use it. All right. Um, good, 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 good. Um, there's this great uh, TV series that Stephen Fry does called, um, uh, when? I can't remember what it's called. But um, one of the episodes centers around just cursing, mm. and they he and Billy Connolly, who is the best person yes. to get on a show about swearing, um, yes. they put like their hand in a bucket of like frigid water and ice, uh-huh. and if you swear, it is less painful. You can last longer. It's just there's something inherently in the yeah, brain. Yeah, it just like releases some sort of endorphin. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so swear, kids, swear and eat chocolate. That's uh, and you'll live forever. Kevin Smith is never gonna die. <laughs> It's fine. Um, I really like where this conversation <laughs> has gone. I know, right? It's excellent. Fossey to swearing. Yeah, man. I mean, it works. Yep, it's, it's, I think it's more linked than you think. <laughs> um, I had a teacher in my school um, named Barry McNabb, and he worked with Fossey. I don't know if you've heard of him at all. And that's not like me uh, bragging. I just want to... Vaguely? All right. He is like if Danny Kay and um Jason Isaacs had a baby, like this long willowy. Oh, yeah. I probably Ooh. know like visually like mm-hmm. what he looks like because yeah. I've seen so much stuff. But yeah, that's fair. Um, he was like sixteen when Fosse picked him up. It was absurd. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the both most stern and also kindest people I've ever met. He's like, mm. you're really bad at this, but someday you can be good at it. Yes. Like, yes. And there's, I feel like that's kind of the way dance works and a lot of people don't yeah. understand like there's that level of like there is a right and a wrong way because most arts are kind of like just do whatever you want and see if people like it. But with dance there's like this is structured oh, yeah. diddle with music. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. The, uh, thing I've always said is the difference between low and high art is mathematics. Like, how much math do you have to put into it, and that's using that part of your brain, I feel like, is directly proportional. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, I definitely grew up definitely in dance club. Very strict. Oh, yeah. Very much right, wrong. Gotta look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Perform, do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Fit this. You know? and, when, and once you know that, then you can go and break the mold. Yep. But it's hard to really 
do your own weird stuff if you don't understand mm-hmm. the basics, I feel. Yeah. So. Like jazz music that way. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Know yeah. every rule to break it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, can you fucking swear? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, uh, it's like one of these things of like, I'm at the, like, uh, just enough coffee where sometimes maybe I can focus, but um, it's fine. Uh, so you mentioned the, the ADD thing, so we're going to bring that up now. Are you comfortable talking? Do you want to? Yeah. So that makes you more uh, susceptible to a broader. Um, desire to do many things rather than just one thing at a time and other than that like i think it allows me not necessarily i think it allows me to do multiple things and well Mm -hmm. because my brain has the capacity to hold all of this crap at once But also the thing with the ADD is you can hyper-focus, and then, and like, so I can have all this going on, but I know if I need to concentrate on a task, I can Mm hyper-focus and get it done and, like, work on it, and then I can come out of it and I can do all this other stuff, Mm -hmm. and it just keeps my brain going, Mm -hmm. I think, better. Um, Do you, like, because of that, uh, do you have, like, a hard time sleeping as well, and, like, all that? I do. I do. I have a hard time sleeping. When it comes to... day-to-day life, like, normal world, like, real, Mm -hmm. what I call real world, I tend to have a problem with things, and that's where, like, medication comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I do tend to get pretty overwhelmed in, like, certain types of stores if there's a lot happening. Like, my brain just goes... Mm -hmm. Like, some people's brain just goes even faster. Like, if there's too much happening where my brain can't pull it all together like it's focusing on too many different things yeah. then my brain just like shuts down yeah and i'm just like oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like sensory overload <laughs> um yeah so like the day-to-day life it's can be sometimes very mm. difficult uh but yeah and um miles has talked to me about a lot about this um of in regards to, like, he works at a restaurant and mm-hmm. you have to, like, do immaculate notes, otherwise you will just forget exactly everything that the person has said. Is that something that you face as well? Or? Um, yes. If, it, it is kind of like a, I mean, it's different for each person, really, like, obviously mental health, you know, shows in different ways. Of course. Um, but yeah, I always take notes, always took notes, mm-hmm. um, and so that I could pick up and go do different things. Mm-hmm. But I think also that the ADD, ADHD definitely help in the restaurant business because mm-hmm. you do have to do 12 things at once. Your brain has to be able to, like, do all of this stuff and bounce around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've definitely, but I've also found that, like, I had to have, like, a priority list of, like, how things had to be mm-hmm. because if I didn't stick to that, then my brain would completely and I'd be like, mm, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I would just, I would stand in the middle of the floor and be like, what are we, um, what are we doing? What, what happens next? Yeah. Like, I know, but I missed a step, and so now my brain's like, <laughs> like dancing to the song that's playing. Like, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. No, 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 come back, come back. <laughs> just raining it in, pulling it yeah. down. I, <laughs> um, I, I often have had like just. I, I don't know if this happens to you of a, a, a 
phrase just repeating, 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 and it's generally not helpful at all. It's not like, remember to do the dishes, remember. It's oh, like, yeah, no. just like, doop, 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 doop. Literally, I've had oh, yeah, the yeah. most annoying thing. Um, Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Or like one phrase of a song just over and over. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that, yeah. I get that. Uh, uh, the other, like, I've set down some dishes in the restaurant where the you know the dishwasher is and then i'm like this looks familiar and then it was just that moment from fellowship of the ring with mary and pippin like on a loop <laughs> like visually just all i was thinking about was that i'm like this isn't can i please just slow down um for five seconds oh wow um but uh do you find like in general like writing things down in life as well not just for your job helps and like um have you done any like uh CBT therapy of like dealing with that or no? Um, I am definitely a list maker. Like uh-huh. I make lists that tell me to do color lists. Okay. Like my, my really good friends, they know. Yeah, they're like, she's like, oh, so how many lists do you have to make off of this list? You know, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> this fucking works for me. Yeah, okay? like, I'm just trying to function. Uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely. Uh, I I got that from my mom. Mm-hmm. She has. ADD and like sort of my brother is like mm-hmm. I mean I'm pretty sure probably like the majority of my family has it you, yeah. know, you get us all together mm-hmm. and it's a lot it's like, like a symphony of random yeah, and I'm, I'm the smallest and the quietest one huh okay out of, basically, out of everybody and uh yeah all right. So that I feel like that gives a pretty <laughs> good visual for yeah. for how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And there and there are nine grandkids and I'm the youngest, so it's like so you know I feel like they finally got it right with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I love all of my family. They're great. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but I I am I'm a list keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can definitely tell when I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, things fall through the cracks. Yeah. I don't remember. It's like I say something to myself, oh, like, this morning I was putting my contacts, I was like, I need to make an eye appointment. And I've said this to myself mm-hmm. every day for the past three weeks. And the minute I'm done doing that, my brain goes off to 12 other things and I forget mm-hmm. until the next day where I put my contacts in. I'm like, I just... Ah, this reminds me of something. <laughs> right. And so, like, today I finally, like, wrote it down mm-hmm. like on my list of things I have to do before I leave. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So it, it definitely helps. Mm-hmm. But I never got that from like a therapist or mm-hmm. a psychiatrist before. You just always been doing it. It was just kind of a thing that my mom did, also okay. to keep us straight, because we all had so many different things, you know, mm-hmm. growing up in the performance world, mm-hmm. where you're juggling academics and performance stuff. Okay. So it's. Um. Do any of your like your brothers, sisters, siblings? That's the word. Siblings. Um. Do they do any um like performance art stuff as well, or is it? Uh. My brother actually did take ballet when he right. was younger mm-hmm. because my ballet teacher, her husband was the basketball coach, was my brother's basketball coach. Okay. And to help the boys team with their like coordination and help with like jumping and things like that, they enrolled all of them in ballet at the ballet studio. Huh. Um, and this is one of, like, the big ballet studios in Dallas, too. Mm. So it's just really funny to, like, imagine, like, all of these kids, mm-hmm. all these little boys that just wanted to play basketball are now in ballet class. And, like, my brother did. Like, he was good. He was in the Nutcracker. Yeah. Like, there are photos of him. He still can do, like, tour jetés and, like, <laughs> things like that. Like, he'll go out, like, in a park or something, and he'll just, like, start <laughs> rolling around. My brother is a massive human being. Yeah? Like, 
he's an ex rugby player, like big fucking dude, and to see him like leaping about and like doing little ballet things is probably the funniest thing you've ever experienced. Um, yeah, no, he did musicals and stuff, so it's okay. always been a part of our life. He never mm-hmm. went on to do it any kind of like seriously. He was mm-hmm. more kind of sports, and then now he's a doctor. Wow. But, uh, but he has that, you know, core of performance. Mm-hmm. And we're all kind of performers anyway. I'm sure he's all the, time. the guy in the, the hospital. They're like, oh, you should do stand-up, that sort of thing, because I'm sure it comes with that. Yeah. Because there's always a few people like that in every office. Um, and so did do you think, like, the, the structure, like that we were talking about, of dance, and do you think that made that really appealing to you? Because it's very similar to making lists. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, um, I do like, I mean, I am not a ballet dancer, yeah. by any means, like, I have, from a very young age, I was told that I would never become a ballerina, just because I don't have the body type, yeah. and, you know, that's, it was hard to take in when I was younger, but, <laughs> um, but now it's like, I do, like, I, I like, when I go into a class, it's got, like, it's set up in a certain way, mm-hmm. and I know what to expect, and that makes things feel more controlled, which is nice. Um, yeah, it's, I definitely, I like the structure when kind of like getting the day going. Also, it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hated it while it was happening. But like, freshman year of college, we had 8 a.m. ballet every day. Mm-hmm. And we all hated it. But like, now I'm like, oh man, like, that is like a really great way to start the day. Because when you... You come in, it's calm, it's quiet, you've got your music, and you can just kind of, like, go through these, like, set things, and that's a really nice way to, like, center yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like meditation. Yeah, or, like, yoga, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 Um, I've taken a bit of ballet, and it was really fun, because they're just, like, 30% too many people, so I just got really <laughs> anxious, and, like, I don't know what's going on, and, uh, yeah. but it was fun every once in a while. Um... It was fun when we got, to, when it was like fun day and we could wear whatever we wanted. So yeah. That meant like colored leotards and like black tights and skirts and yeah. things like that. So that was fun. Yeah. Pink tights, never going to happen. Never? Never again. Like nobody looks good in pink tights. Nobody. Even the people who are 90 pounds yeah. and have zero body fat, it just looks weird. Yes. Like why? Black. Black is so much better. Like everybody looks thin and elongated and black. Like mm-hmm. I just, it's something I never liked. That was my main problem with that Natalie Portman movie. <laughs> what was it called? Uh, v for Vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you the one. You got it, you got it. Oh, man. Uh, but, um, going <laughs> way shave, back. Shave yeah, exactly. That's where I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> where I'm going back, back to. Back. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember the fifth of Natalie Portman shave your head. <laughs> yes. um, uh, Hugo Weaving's the boss. Um, anyway. Um, so, do you... And this is just, like, jumping topics completely. Yeah, Do you sure. find um, a lot of... I have no idea what it's like to be a woman. Can you talk a bit about that is basically what I'm getting to. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you mentioned that, like, I- I've had some pretty weird haircuts or done some weird things, and, like, it's I don't think really affected my odds of getting a job, but... Mm. And have you encountered that a lot? Because typically, like, that was a very severe haircut you had. It looked really nice. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying... I like, I like that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really great. Um, but, like, I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, do we really want to have this this crazy person with a shaved head out in the front? Or, uh, um, or... I mean, I almost got fired yeah? from Olives. Yeah? Yeah, because 
Liz hired me. Mm-hmm. And that was a great hostess. Yeah. But um, head honcho man thought I was too edgy looking. Yeah. And that's why I had. That's why I let it grow in so that I could keep my job. Huh. Because he did not like, and that's why I, I also dressed like very nicely. Mm. And I always wore really nice dresses and mm-hmm. like. I mean, it was part of the like um, work attire that we had to wear. But mm-hmm. I like tried really hard to like make everything else very put together because I knew that that was and I was told you know like so it was it was something it was like you can't look like that and mm. also that was like the W Hotel yeah. In Union Square, with all of these hmm. <clears throat> fancy pantses. Uh, yeah, we'll say that nicely. Uh, fancy pantses. Yeah, no, and I mean, and I working there also, like when I had that half a head shave. Yeah. Uh, thing, I had gentlemen come up to me and just touch my hair, or like because I had short hair, just come up and t- like try to touch my hair, or like you know do things like that, and I was just like, with like, what? Oh man, I've never seen this on a girl before. Or you know, like, oh man, like great hair. And I was like, you don't fucking know me. Don't <laughs> touch me. Huh? Like, you just like I'm not a piece of property. Just because I work here doesn't mean that you own. Like, you, mm-hmm. th- this is not like a a strip club or something mm-hmm. where you can like touch and like you anything. can't you can't touch the strippers in a strip. Like, no, it's, <laughs> it's like kidding. So yeah, so it's I've definitely gotten. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. Has it been, do you think it's been more prevalent um, here in New York or other places you've gone? And how's that contrasted with Europe? Um, Europe, you're definitely allowed to be a little bit weirder. Yeah. It's fine. Like, people don't bat an eye. Yeah. Um, and that's also where I've always shaved my head when I've been over there. I'm free! Yeah, like I, um... Like, I had short hair, and I had to let it grow out for this court thing, and then when I was done, I went and, I got a haircut, and I hated it, and then I was like, fuck it, and I go and buzz half my head, and I did, and I got this really cool fade thing, mm-hmm. but I did that, and then I moved here, and I had to let it grow out, Yeah, yeah. and then I got a different job at a different restaurant, and when I went to Scotland for Christmas, I went and shaved it off again. Okay. So, no. I like it. Yeah, I think so as well. But it's also hard in terms of the performance world to have, especially in dance, sometimes there's a very specific look for certain companies, and Mm -hmm. if you're going in terms of musical theater, Mm -hmm. you have to have a headshot, you have to have a certain look and a certain marketability and be able to fulfill roles. I mean, yes, there are wigs, but they have to also still be able to see it Mm -hmm. for the most part on you, like as you are. Um... So that's hard, and also, you know, filming and acting, like, you know, it's kind of, it depends, and so there's definitely, like, you have to find your look also, mm-hmm. so it just, I think there's a lot more rules for women, and it's a lot stricter, and we can't do as crazy things as often, unless you're going to do the more kind of weird avant-garde stuff, which mm-hmm. I do like, yeah. but it's hard to go do that and have that look, and then also do the, the more conservative stuff. Yeah, so totally. I've actually, there's a nice bizarre parallel of, um, I like my hair long, mm-hmm. and it's the opposite. So you guys are like, hey, you gotta cut your hair, because mm-hmm. you look like a hippie, and that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, and for us, they want it longer. Mm-hmm. 
Though I think everyone looks better with short hair because, like, it just strengthens the jawline and makes your cheekbones, like, better. Like, I don't know why we're so, uh, about women having long hair. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It is. Um. I'm also just lazy, though, so I only cut my hair once a year. <laughs> I'm serious. I cut my hair yeah. a year ago. Uh, just, nah, I'm just gonna. It looks put together because the top part's super long, and but this bottom part's still growing in. Yeah. Like, this is mostly the top part of my hair. Huh. Yeah, that's why it looks like I know what I'm doing. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that might fucking, be a metaphor it's for. It's a mess underneath. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, but going back, but um, what I, you're. That was all good, pertinent information. I'm not scolding you, but Sorry. also, um, no, don't, no, <laughs> stop it. Um, but what I'm, when you, do you encounter more or less sexism across the pond? Or, like, how does that dynamic, because, like, I feel like the, the coming up and touching your head is totally just the attitude of, like, I'm a man, I have money, I can do yeah. whatever I want. That happens everywhere. Okay. Absolutely everywhere. Um, I think it depends on the group of people you're around. Mm-hmm. you're around um and yeah but it's i find that there are some very kind of archaic views of women in the uk Mm -hmm. you know um kind of old-fashioned things and like old-fashioned names that they call women which is like they're not saying it in like a mean sexist way but it's like Oh, that bird is well fit, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't call me a bird, don't call me a hen, don't call me a chick. I'm mm-hmm. a fucking woman. Mm-hmm. You can say that. But also, like, don't catcall. Like, catcalling happens everywhere. Yeah? You know? Hey. And it just, it just really kind of depends on where you are. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Yeah. Um, um, as I say in every podcast, they're not getting murdered. It's a school. They're playing. <laughs> just recess. Yeah, it's just, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, that was a particularly bad one. It's like some fucking Nazgul shit, man. <laughs> just pitch that up. Um, yeah, so it's, it just, it happens everywhere. Like, no matter what. I mean, even, and it doesn't matter how nice a neighborhood is mm-hmm. or how bad a neighborhood is. Like, it just doesn't matter. I could get catcalled here. I could get catcalled in my neighborhood. Like, it just, and it, you can also, it doesn't matter what you're dressed like either. Like, I have gone out looking like, well, not looking like, I haven't showered in a week and I'm wearing sweats because it's laundry day Mm -hmm. and like, I look like someone's punched me in both eyes, like dark circles and I walk out and someone's like, hey girl. And I'm like, okay. All right, like, these sweatpants must really be working for you. Like, yeah. No, I've seen you in sweatpants. No, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but also, like, I'm the kind of woman who you catcall at me. I turn around, I'm like, yes. <laughs> How may I help you? What, what do you want? And I'm like, oh, yeah, what's up? Like, you want to do something? And they're like, I, uh, I'm like, mm-hmm. what did you want out of this interaction? <laughs> like, you called out at me. Mm-hmm. It's not okay for me to respond? I'm... Like that, so and like I've and I've had like cars do it while they're driving by me, and then we both end up at the same light. Like mm-hmm. I'm walking, and they're stopped at a red light, and I'm like, "Hey, like I'll get in the car. Like where do you want to go? Let's do this." <laughs> and they're like, uh, uh, uh. "I've done that when I was in like university, like in yeah. Pittsburgh, and they, these like Pitt University guys would be like, I, I, 
Mm-hmm. I, that's always been my problem with this. Like, well, what do you... I mean, um, what must have happened is the first guy to do that, it must have worked for. And then yes. he just told all his friends, <laughs> and then it stopped working because that's not how people work. Well, I think it's also the guys do it for their guy friends that they're with. They don't do it for the woman. Uh-huh. And also it's like... You all have mothers, you all have sisters and cousins, like aunts, you know, all of these things. Like, would you want them to be treated like this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not some piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Also, conversely, would you want that to be treated yeah. that way? Just like, yeah. it's the, the self-policing golden rule thing. Yeah. Just like, stop for five seconds. Yeah. So I just do turn around and yell right back. Yep. <laughs> it really terrifies them. I know. <laughs> it's excellent. Uh, it's the best thing. So now in my mind, I'm like, okay, when you come back, we're going to have to make a video of <laughs> that happening, because that is excellent. Um, uh, um, do you find, like, a lot of, like, I mean, you touched on it a fair amount, but, like, when you're going in to doing doing art, and, like, you're, you're part of a few artistic communities, um, do you find that when you go into that that there is some like expectation of oh you're a woman so therefore the product you're putting out is somehow inferior or different than um a man's because i find that kind of is the at least when i was like going to school like they were basically teaching the women how to act like a movie star woman rather than how to just fucking act you know, mm-hmm. and kind of same with thing with the man, like, you would be like, okay, if you're a leading man type, you gotta commit to being, like, the most masculine Harrison Ford Bruce Willis type. Or... I think... Um... I wasn't necessarily taught like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I mean, I think there are times where specific roles, mm-hmm. like in the dance world, specific roles require a certain something, mm-hmm. you know, which is, you know, unfortunate, but like some roles that uh, require a woman to be kind of delicate, like in ballet, you know, yeah. things like that. Um, and then the male... Just, every, no, every time you do a dancing out thing, she does this beautiful, like, you can tell she's actually gone to school. It's wonderful. But, but please continue. I'm going to have to just make a gift set of it. It's going to be great. I don't even realize that I'm doing it. Is what it's very, like, like, you start acting out. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that in ballet. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, so uh, so there's there are certain roles mm-hmm. that I've, I've heard women be told you know, be lighter, be more delicate, you know, graceful, that kind of thing. And I've also heard men, you know, told, be more masculine, be stronger, be fiercer, that kind of thing. But then there's also, um, the nice thing about modern dance is there's a lot of blurred lines where the women are very strong and powerful, and they're forced, you know, and they're really, like, pulling that out of the women, which I think is really great to see strong, powerful women doing, partnering and doing big leaps and massive floor work and very, like, strong stuff. So I feel like that kind of, I always saw a balance of that. Um, in terms of the acting world, yeah, I mean, doing the musical theater stuff, there were definitely categories that everybody kind of tried to fill. But we were always told to have a wide variety and be able to do a lot of different stuff. Like, everybody has kind of a look that they, you think, 
but then they were always pushing us to try different things okay. um, so that we could be versatile and not yeah. just do one thing, which is really nice. And I had, I mean, my musical theater techniques teacher uh, is probably one of my favorite acting teachers as well because he really taught us how to analyze a song and really pushed us to do different things, you know, was very supportive of that. Um, but I think there's just overall kind of a sexist thing happening in the performing arts world and in the movie world and mm -hmm. all and I think it's being talked about more and there are more women production companies and more women starting to direct and getting the opportunity to direct because we've always been there but people aren't hiring us to do that mm -hmm. um, and so I think just kind of as we become more enlightened human beings and aware I think it will start to change um, but I don't, but I think it's dumb, and I don't think that people should be told to just do one thing, and you have to be, like, super masculine all the time. It's like, some roles, I think, do require that, but I think you should also be able to do the other stuff. Yeah. And, like, be able to show the broad, the entire spectrum of the human race, and that's kind of what art is for, to be able to show everybody. Mm -hmm. There's this really f fascinating thing, I think, in regards to movies of... Specifically in my school, they kind of like commercially were like, okay, this is your thing, this is what you're good at, this is what's known as your wheelhouse, mm -hmm. so you can get up and just do that, and you should really hone that and get good at it, because that's the roles you're going to get cast in most of the time. And so there was a hyper-focus, but whenever you see someone like, let's go with Harrison Ford, because generally Harrison Ford is very Harrison Ford in everything he does. Yes, absolutely. But he's great at it, but he has like a five-note range, as opposed to a full octave. Um... People get pissed about that. Like, there's this weird thing of, like, every um, teacher was like, okay, find what you're good at, and then also, don't just be a movie star. I'm like, well, which one do you want me to do because you're telling me conflicting things? Mm -hmm. And then, so I feel like a great example of someone who could do both really well was someone like Robin Williams because he, yes. like, leading man, really great, funny, like, really masculine stuff, and then he does the birdcage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I th yeah, I think it just kind of... Also, I mean, for me... <laughs> I... When people tell me to do a certain thing... I mean, I have been told, like, no, don't do that. <laughs> okay. Or, I don't get that. Mm -hmm. Or, why are you doing that? Or, like, that's not art or, like, dance or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I've sat there and I go, well, fuck you. <laughs> and I walk away. Mm -hmm. Like... I also just don't always take what people say to me, and it's like, well, this is how I see it, and this is what I want to do, and this mm -hmm. is my take on it, and this is what I've produced. You might not get it, and that's fine. Not everybody has to like or get mm -hmm. what I'm doing. We can still have a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I always kind of just, like, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. I don't like people a lot of the time. Yeah, and a lot of the time you just do stuff for you, and yeah. then hope people like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can't always, you can't produce things hoping that, like, trying to cater to people. Like, you mm -hmm. can't make things so that people will like it. Mm -hmm. You have to make what you want to make, mm -hmm. and then hopefully put it out there in the world and see what happens. Yeah. There's that, um, a great example of that is Eddie Azard, who is now incredibly popular and mm -hmm. wonderful, mm -hmm. but in the 90s, just no one liked him. They didn't understand what he was doing. Yeah. He just started a bunch of, like, open mics and clubs and then just slowly amassed an audience, which, yeah. 
I and think he's one of my favorite, mm-hmm. favorite humans, favorite stand-up comedians. Yep. Like I love him to death because he is him mm-hmm. and he does what he wants to do and he's so smart and he's also still very like involved in the world and aware of what's going on in the world and I think that that's also very important and sometimes doesn't happen with artists. Yeah. We become very self-absorbed in our little world and we mm-hmm. forget what's happening out here. Yeah. And I also think, since the job of the artist is to reflect life, and life is always changing, so you're always going to have new material, which is great. Um, And also, I think that's a a duty of people who have a lot of notoriety, is to be aware and to use that um, amount of pull they have for good. So people who kind of just sit on their hands and are like, I'm I'm not, not doing anything bad, but I'm not doing anything good. I'm like, well, just take... Like at least do one good thing a month. Like yeah. you can, you have so much money. You could just like even small things here and there, and it's fine. Yeah. That's why I really like um, uh, like Johnny Depp is a bizarrely kind of per- like it just seems kind of <laughs> random. Like he'll just show up to stuff. Like I'm doing this. I'm like no one told you. It's like I'm just doing whatever I want, man. And this is what I want to do. Um, yeah. uh, but it's also I, I've actually thought about this. Oh, because hopefully someday I'll have a shitload of money. Um, <laughs> because, like, if you do, like, like he tipped an absurd amount, like $1,000 on, like, a $200 meal, that's great. But next time you go out and you don't do that, the waiter's going to be like, well, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Why why, why not me? And so it's like, uh, I, w- I would imagine balancing that out would be really difficult. Excuse me, we're trying to... Come on now. Cops. Gah, the fuzz. You're coming for me. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so it's been really great having you on the podcast. <laughs> I just, it's the oldest joke, but the best joke. Um, um, so going way back again, um, with uh, the way I've always viewed the rapidity of thought, you know, with um, ADHD, and um, that's on one side of the coin, and the other side of the coin is anxiety, because it is the same thing, only one's positive and one is negative. Because, you know, so does that also happen with you, uh, like, that you get trapped in this, like, feedback loop of negative thoughts going on, or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think everybody does, but I think artists especially have this, like, little person that's standing right here just whispering, like, you're fucking shit. What the hell was that? <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. Just go back. Get back into bed. Stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think I definitely have that, and I think that that's something that you have to try to fight off every day, and it's definitely a struggle. Um, and I mean, I also have suffer from, not suffer from it, but I have bipolar too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that Woo-hoo, also, cousins. Yeah, so that also makes life difficult and yeah. it makes like the highs and the lows very interesting and mm-hmm. the anxiety thing uh really special yeah i feel you <laughs> um but i think that you know when it's when you're not having like a super low moment like you've got to really take joy in the confidence that you can find mm-hmm. and just like really go for it and yeah. i think that that's something that it's not always easy and it doesn't always happen, but I think I always strive to remember that, like, I am good at what I do, I like what I do, and I only put stuff out there that I'm proud of, and, you 
what's important. So mm -hmm. I try to like maintain some kind of positiveness. Yeah. And also, I mean, I have a really great support system. I have really great friends mm -hmm. um, that I always send them whatever I'm doing or like yeah. questions, and they're always like, "Yes, this is fucking amazing. Put it out there. Why the fuck haven't you posted?" <laughs> for is supportive. Yeah, supportive, yeah. yeah. Supportive. They're supportive <laughs> and they're loving and they yell sometimes. You know, they're you know that's family. That's family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think it's so important. I was talking to another one of my friends, um, he when he was on um, Billy Conham about like you kind of and I think this is so cool because it's clearly you, Liz, and Marie, and someone whose name I, I th thank you. Um, you have your squad. You have the, yeah, your yeah. support group, and I think that's so important for artists to find because they will challenge you, but also be supportive when you're like, I don't believe in myself and that sort of thing. And I think that's one of the most important things. Um, and now, um, talking a bit about that, I also have bipolar too. So awesome. Um, but I think, and I've, I've talked to a few people with this order, um, and it's this fun thing of, uh, at least the way I feel is I really lucked out in as much as it's not so severe where it's debilitating, but I get this nice little kick every once in a while and sometimes I'm really bummed out. Um, and you, and I kind of, this is going to sound dumb, but it's not because the, this is why we have metaphor. Um, Spider-Man, it's the, it is my gift, it is my curse thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a superpower. And do you yeah. feel similarly where you just tap into that to help you create or uh, is it just happenstance? Yeah, no, I, uh, am really, mm, in terms of art, I'm really glad that I have it. Mm -hmm. Um, because it is the reason that I create so many really dark, weird, creepy <laughs> Like, Shit. even Tim Burton's like, hell no! Well, like, some, like, really, like, intense stuff. Yeah. Like, there's a photo, there's a portrait that I did last week mm -hmm. uh, for the Hit Record mm -hmm. uh, Lens Project. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a great idea. Like, absolutely, this art is going to be awesome. You know, I just, mm. my, my, I just went with it. And I mm. did, I did the photo, and I sent it to my squad. Yeah. To, to kind of filter out, be like, yo, like this, like, this is great, right? And they were like, yeah, you can't put that on Hit Record. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they're like, it's great. Like, that should go on your website. Absolutely. There should be a warning for that. Okay. You know, and it's, it's just, it's like, my, sometimes your brain just goes, bleh, oh, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Other people, that's, yep, that's other... in, and I was just like, oh, this just, like, it, it wasn't planned. I just mm -hmm. had the idea and I went with it. And people were like, that's a little dark, twisty person inside of you going, yep. yay, what? <laughs> like, not, you know, yeah. like, so I think it, it is. It's, it's a curse uh, and a blessing. Yep. And it's definitely a superpower. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that I've also been really uh, aware of what also I'm doing in my normal day-to-day -day life, mm -hmm. how that affects my bipolar, because mm -hmm. um, working in the restaurant, like, I was really great at it. Yeah. I was a really great server, but I can't do it. Like, yeah. it, and I mean, also, like, I didn't necessarily have the greatest 
restaurant to work at mm-hmm. all, at all times. Um, there were definitely clashes, uh, but like it it caused some like debilitating yeah like times where like I couldn't go to work, mm-hmm. you know, and like I had like anxiety attacks and panic attacks yeah. and like that's not cool. Yeah, and I know it's because I was because of the workload and because of the like odd hours of mm-hmm. it and all that so i i have quit i am a much happier person i haven't been working for like a month and a half now almost two months mm-hmm. and i've just been doing my art stuff and like getting my life back on track and i'm a much happier person and i'm mm-hmm. like okay so i can't work in the restaurant industry yeah. like all other artists gonna have to find something else to do mm-hmm. to I, I get that it's so it almost fits too well, I feel like, because you're mm-hmm. up late every night, and then there's a yeah. lot of drinking, and then that also, yeah. like, yeah. monitoring that is such a, a difficult thing of, like, because that can trigger also, like, one swing or the other, you and you yes. don't know, depending yes, on the month. exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely, like, I drank a lot. <laughs> yes. Like, so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that affected my body mm-hmm. you know I put on a lot of weight from that mm-hmm. because you know I was doing that and then I wasn't eating healthy because I was working at the restaurant yep. I was like binge eating because I was like drunk and don't remember kind of thing <laughs> yes and then you know like sleeping late and then going to work and then like all of this stuff and it was just not a healthy cycle no. for me and I was like if I'm really gonna if I really want to do my art and I want to do it professionally and I want to make money from it yeah. then I have to cut out this yep. other thing that like while I'm good at it and it's fun like I don't want to turn around in five years and be like where the fuck did that five years go yeah because I mean while I was working at the restaurant I wasn't making art and I wasn't doing anything because mm-hmm. I also I had no energy on my one or two days off to do anything mm-hmm. I was like that's just not good for me like some people can handle it I just can't yeah and there's no shame in that it's just a fact yeah it's different so I just gotta do something different people's is people's is people's yeah. Um, and you had mentioned that you're on medication, yeah? Um, I am not right now. No? Uh, because my health insurance... Nice. Um, like, and because I traveled mm-hmm. and stuff... Yep. My doctor was in Dallas, and so there was just all of these issues yep. that happened, and, you know, that's also just another thing that was, like, one too many, yeah. trying to find a doctor... And all of that, and I'm finally on new health insurance, mm-hmm. but because I'm leaving on May second, yeah, for like six months, I was trying to find a doctor to go in and see and like get started on medication, yeah. but none of them had openings for another like two months or something. Yeah. I was like, well, I, that's like the week before I leave, mm-hmm. or I will have already left by then. So there's no point. There's no way. So I'm doing other mm-hmm. things to help, like keep me in the middle yep because i i'm i guess you kind of live more in the middle area with your bipolar right it depends but yeah i mean because and i i tend to i can have like massive Mm -hmm. like yeah fluctuations fluctuations and you're like whoa yeah um so but i've definitely found like i take melatonin every night and i get i go to bed and i get like eight and a half hours of sleep every night Mm -hmm. and then I make myself get up and then I exercise and like I get sunlight and I try to you know so it's like this past month I like I've really been like trying to hone in on that and it's definitely Mm -hmm. made a difference and um so that's something that like 
I tr- I'm going to try to do until I can come back and get yeah. on medication. Because mm-hmm. uh, I can't be having issues while I'm traveling also. Yeah. Like, I would imagine starting a new medication would not be good while you're in another country. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, that no, sounds like, like a bad no, idea. Yeah. And it's like, there's, and it's just, yeah. And you should always be, like, talk, like, meeting with your mm-hmm. doctor throughout that beginning process. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, and, um, what made you come to the decision to when you when you were on it to go to medication because like that's something both uh, my sister and I have like we've batted around a lot whether or not we should like I'm not and I've kind of made that choice not to because I don't think the condition is severe enough but um I also have that thing of every artist has of when you're on medication are you going to be a different person are you going to be as talented that sort of thing um we was that part of your decision at all i'm actually i i am better when i'm on medication and i know that because i was on it for a while yeah um and the reason that i got on it was because mental health became like my um what like until recently, like, people didn't really talk about mental health that much, and it mm-hmm. wasn't okay. Like, people were made fun of. Oh, yeah. You know, there was a really negative stigmatism around a lot of it. And, you know, and that's the same thing, like, in my family. Like, we mm-hmm. just didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and, but there were clearly, like, s- there were issues and, like, you know, things like that. And then, it, you know, stuff happened with, like, family members, mm-hmm. and I was like, going on mm-hmm. with me and they would be talking about stuff and I'd be like mm-hmm, that sounds familiar this, okay huh so I was like so then I went to a psychiatrist when I was in college mm-hmm. and I was like listen this is what's happening with my family and I need to see if this is happening with me mm-hmm. because this is when it shows up yeah you know and I was like and I am having these issues and you know things are kind of like joked about but it's like I need to like mm-hmm. know like what the fuck's happening here yeah and so that was kind of where that came about because it was like I want to be able to have control over my life and be mm-hmm. able to function. Yeah. And you know, it's I've gone on and off medication and bad things have happened and you know had yeah. these ups and downs, which always happens. And it's hard, especially when you have you know things that are serious like bipolar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very also hard to kind of stay on the medication if you. So it's yeah. So that's also something, but it's. It's manageable right now, mm-hmm. but I know that I want to go back on it. It's just things that are outside yeah. of my control. So that's kind oh. of, but it's like finding the more kind of homeopathic ways to take care of things mm-hmm. to cope until. And I would imagine um, the the art also would be part of that as well. Definitely. Creating Definitely. always helps that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Have you read and or seen um, Touched with Fire? No. Okay. Um, it is an excellent book. Um, uh, the movie is also very, very good. Um, you will probably cry during it. I know I did. Um, and the book is about the correlation between manic depressive disorder and um, specifically poets, but artists mm. and writers. Um, they don't really talk about like performance artists because I feel like 
that's a whole other another thing but like she talks a lot about like Hemingway and Lord Byron and so on and so on mm-hmm. um, and then the movie is about two poets that meet in uh, when they're hospitalized and go from there one of them is played by Katie Holmes and normally I'm like eh, about her but she's so good in this movie mm-hmm. it's a very fine film um, highly recommend both and the book is a really good read and also kind of and a reason I kind of started doing this, it's, it's very comforting knowing that there are other people that are in the same situation, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, it took me until Carrie Fisher started talking like this for me to really love her because she started talking and opening up about the bipolarity, and I was like, oh, no. Now, like, and I obviously I liked her before, but then there was, like, that connection of, like, yeah. oh, yeah. I understand this. Like, she'll do an interview. I'm like, yep, that's where my mind went to. Okay, great. That and her dog's really cute. Oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's really, that's the thing that I really like about, again, like, with the sexism thing, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, I feel like we're becoming more enlightened in all aspects mm-hmm. of our lives, and things are being talked about more openly, and there's not as many negative stigmatisms, and, you know, you don't have to hide, you know, the fact that you have mm-hmm. these things, because it's, and I think one of the things that's said a lot by people is, you know, you would never deny somebody with diabetes yeah. or cancer their medication, and you would never tell them that there's something wrong with them, you know, there's like something moral, or like they should just get over it. Yeah. It's the same thing with mental health, and I think that the more people talk about it, the more people will realize, oh, this isn't just like, I'm sad, mm-hmm. or I'm lazy, or <laughs> like whatever people think it is, you know, I think it's, I think it's nice that people like you and, you know, people who are, like, famous and have kind of, like, more, like, touch with people, like, mm-hmm. talk about it, and they're like, yeah, this happens, and, like, I have this, but I'm dealing with it, and it doesn't make me any less of a human, mm-hmm. or make me any less good at my job, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because, I mean, I had to hide it, I, I hid it in college, and mm-hmm. from my teachers, and I think I would have had a much better college career if I had been able to talk about it, and it wasn't, like, a scary thing to mm-hmm. share with people and now I'm much more open about it and yeah. I'm like yeah this is me this is what happens yep. like if you have a problem with it that's your issue that's not my issue yeah um, I take a much more ownership of it I've been trying to be more that way it's really hard though specifically I don't know about how it was in the south but in the midwest no one talks about their feelings let alone whether or not yeah. they have anything miswired in their brain um, and yeah. so it that's been kind of rough, but, um, man, I, all right, I find, um, that only to a certain extent, because once again, and that's one of the reasons I specifically wanted you on was because you, I was sexist in as much as, like, I wanted a woman's perspective, and I right. think that's, um, I find that, like, if someone is, uh, bipolar or Specifically, because that's kind of like the mad genius curse is kind of yeah. how it's viewed. Yeah. And but you're a and mad it's a scary. It's a scary word to people. Yeah, um, if you're a man, you're a mad genius. Like mm-hmm. Vincent Van Gogh, it was a genius. But Sylvia Plath was a crazy bitch. Yep. Like, and do you want to talk about that, or are just gonna agree? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think um, when women are emotional. Mm-hmm. Or show any kind of feeling outside of like the small, dainty little range. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of is 
insane. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Like, you know. And I think that's really shitty, and I think that that should change, and I think it will change mm-hmm. the more the sexism mm-hmm. goes away and, you know, things become more equal. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that happens a lot, and it makes me really angry. And, um, I think we're imagining this age as well. Yeah, totally. Like, absolutely. And I think a lot more women have more severe mental health issues Mm -hmm. than they say, but they don't say it because that will be said to them. Yeah. And I think more of us need to come out and be like, nah, bitch, like, this is who I am. Totally. I'm fucking great. Mm-hmm. If you tell me I'm a crazy bitch, then I will cut you. Yeah. Okay. Then then you will see the crazy bitch. Then you bit. will yeah. see yeah. the actual crazy. Like, my mental health doesn't make me crazy. You make me yep. crazy. Yep. The other word is mad, which is also synonymous <laughs> with angry, which is what you're making me. Yeah. I'm really angry. <laughs> it just turns into the whole... <laughs> That's so cool. Like, yep. I have felt that urge to yep. just, like... <laughs> Come out of your... Out. Yep. <laughs> just, like, I understand. Throw, like, to my old restaurant man. Yeah. Very tiny man. Just want to pick him up and like throw him through the glass. I'm sure you could. I like, probably could have actually. You're like terrifying <laughs> in the right moments. Very intense. It's wonderful. <laughs> That's true. And yeah, like like scary. for example, if you kick someone out of your apartment, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It's very yeah. intense. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna deal with this right now. I'm just gonna. I'm actually just gonna leave. It's fine. No. <laughs> Nothing bad. Yeah, I know. Nothing bad happened. I I never kick people out of my house when I've been drinking. No. Mm -hmm. Never. Um, Do you find, like, and I've talked to a few people about this myself, um, there's that issue of, like, wanting to consume alcohol a lot. Is that a thing that you face as well? Because that's often a symptom of bipolarity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have been drinking for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also depends on who I'm hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Um, Peer pressure is real, people. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and also it's like, it's kind of like, a, oh, well, no, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I want this, and like, they're having one, so like, mm-hmm. I'll hang out. And also, the social aspect of it, mm-hmm. like a lot of working in the restaurant industry... Yeah. Um, that's what you do, because that's the only thing you can do after you get out of work, is, like, go, like, hang out at the bar, and, like, you have a drink, and then suddenly it's three hours later, and you've knocked back, like, seven beers, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've made a lot of really good friends that way, mm-hmm. but it's not healthy, and yeah. I know that, and so I don't really drink anymore, and I okay. think also kind of taking back, like, getting healthy again, like, mentally mm-hmm. and physically... Um, not like getting physically like healthy for like anybody else, but just for me, yeah, like of course, feeling strong and not wanting to be injured when I do dance. Like, yeah, that's kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, I don't really drink anymore. Like I go to the mm-hmm. bar now and I have tea. Nice. Which is nice because I have friends that work at bars that that's fine that I can go and I can hang out because I want to see them. Yep. And like catch up with them, but I just have tea now. Mm-hmm. So it's I think if you don't make it a big deal, you not be a big deal but it's kind of there's this kind of weird thing of like oh we're gonna go out and like the other thing is um i quit for like i do this thing of like dropping it for like a week to a month or whatever however Mm -hmm. long i need to feel like i do um and like for last week i didn't at all but i know i realized like i actually had more fun because i remembered everything and like 
I think this was also something I was talking about with Billy of like you're wandering around a party and then you're not going to remember the conversations you have. Oh yeah. Which is I, then what's the point? You're not living. You're just I guess there. Um, but I know for me a lot of it came for from uh, like wanting to be consistent in mood. Like, because mm-hmm. at least, like, because it's a depressive, so I at least yeah. knew I was going to be kind of bummed out. And yeah. taking control that way, was it, like, that anxiety of, like, not knowing how you're going to feel? Do you ever feel that way or no? Uh... So I'm, like, hit, like, a lot of heavy-hitting questions here. <laughs> like... What was the question again? Yeah, um... um... Do you <laughs> ever feel anxious because you're not sure how you're going to feel then in the next minute? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And does that correlate with the desire to drink or do other things to, like, get out of yourself? To kind of... Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's... I think... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, you can just say yes, and then we can move Yeah, on. drugs, alcohol, absolutely. That's why I did them. Yeah. And I don't do drugs anymore. Good. Um, and I don't really drink as much anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I will have a drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I and sometimes I know it's bad when I want to create something. I'm like, oh, like I really wanted to have this feeling. And I'm like, oh, I should like go like drink and I can come back and like, mm-hmm. really do it. And I'm like, no, no, mm-hmm. no. You should be able to do tap into this. Yep. And like experience everything fully. Yeah. You know, without the assistance of other things. Yeah, I. uh I used to have this terrible notion that I was a better writer when I was drunk because it was just like free associating and like everything pours out and it's just like you gotta just relax and let yourself do that and you can't do that without having a bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also like the reason that I quit doing drugs Mm -hmm. was because um, I wanted to really figure out what was going on with my mental health. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I know that I'm using this to cover up and deal with all mm-hmm. of these things. So I remember saying to myself when I start, first started doing drugs, I was like, this will help me feel better. This yeah. This will calm my brain down. Yep. Like, pot. And I was like, this will slow everything yep. down. And I was like, I shouldn't need this. Like, I need to figure out what's going on, and I should be able to, like, take care of this soberly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, live my life that way rather than, like, dull everything down. Yeah. So that was kind of like why I quit because I was like, my mental health is more important than. Yeah, that's very good of you. I think. Yeah. Um, so that was like the part with all my things. Yeah. But luckily, I had other stoner friends, so I was like, take all of this. Really? This is the most interesting garage sale I've ever been to. (laughs) I remember, I just like remember calling up a friend and being like, "Come get my shit," and they'd be like. Why? And I was like, take it now before I change my mind. Come get it right now. Right mm-hmm. now. I totally agree. Um, uh, and then, for me, like, I, caffeine is the thing. Because, like, it's like Ritalin because it, like... Oh, yes, yes. I it, cannot live without caffeine. Yeah, yeah. That, that is something, like, um, Colby, my roommate, will make fun of me for being addicted to caffeine. I'm like, yeah, but it's, like, the one thing you're, it's okay to be addicted to Absolutely. in society. Absolutely. Because it's, like, uh, glasses for your mind is what I say. Yes. So there's this barrage of thoughts, and then all of a sudden, oh, mm-hmm. nice. I mean, like, when I'm on Adderall, I mm-hmm. don't need as much coffee. I just can then enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But when I'm not, I, like, need that shit hardcore. Yeah. yeah. And, like, my f- coworkers used to laugh at me because I would drink a quad latte yeah. in, like, one go. <laughs> 
like before like 45 minutes before work would start mm-hmm. and they'd be like damn girl like and i was like no no this is medication this is so that i can then do my job yep it's like i don't get this mm-hmm. you i'm gonna be the worst I, server i'm just gonna stand over there and dance in the corner yep like, <laughs> <laughs> yep i totally understand that yeah i mean caffeine is one thing that i will never give up mm-hmm. like ever also, like, the headaches. Oh, Ugh, God. It's the worst. I remember one day I didn't have coffee in the house, and I was like, by the end of the day, I was like, oh, this is so terrible. Like yeah. a cockroach that was, like, dying slowly. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Why be a cockroach when you can be a cicada? Just scream out your problems. <laughs> um, and the neighbors would probably have done something. Mayhap. <laughs> Well, this has been fun. <laughs> it's been very fun and a good conversation, I think. Oh, a very uh, eight, good ADD Oh, yeah, big t- conversation. <laughs> I think it just, like, is... really shows mm-hmm. where our brains go. Yeah. You know, like, there is no linear thought. Yeah. It's more like ping pong balls. Yeah. And then, like... I always kind of view it like things rhyme, and then you go to that. Mm. Does that make sense? Mine, I, my brain is very, like empty and there's like a okay. horizon and then things just pop up okay. and I go oh yeah that's it and then something else I'm like, it's oh, like whack-a-mole and then I like throw it and it bounces around and I pick it back up and I'm like that's how my brain yeah. is that's how I tend to describe it there's also this <laughs> <laughs> alright yeah, but they're like the ideas are like mm-hmm. little like bunnies like flying yep. like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's that's, that's what's oh, happening that's awesome this Brilliant genius, yep. noggin of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like how that sentence. Two things. One started with my brain's kind of empty, which was a great like. I, I'm gonna just cut that, and that's gonna be the entirety of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. it's, oh, like, <laughs> it's like, of all, when every it's this beautiful thing of um. I feel like people who are mentally ill have like this ninth sense of like whenever they come in a room with another mentally ill person, specifically anyone who's hyperactive, they're like, oh, they can play. It's like two dogs, like two golden retrievers, just like oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's always my like litmus test of like, are we gonna be like okay, or are we gonna be like best friends? Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. So when you uh, you leave on the second of yeah, May, yeah, second, and you having a going away bash. So hopefully I'll see you before you go. Yeah, Friday. This Friday. No, oh, not good. tomorrow. Next Friday. Cool, 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 cool. I think you're invited on the Facebook. I am invited on the Facebook. Liz. Uh, does the Facebook invites. Yeah. We're like a married couple in that way. I know. She takes it's really fucking cute. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I need to also, Sadie, I love your fucking squad. It is so awesome. And yeah, I'm just like, T-Crew. Yeah, T-Crew? 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 That's so dope. Um, Thanksgiving Crew. That's what it means. <laughs> T-Crew. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, no, they're great. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she is definitely like my spouse. Yeah. For sure. I, I ask, like, people talk about other hip recorders or people mm-hmm. that we've met, and I just turn around and I'm like, honey, you're like, why not? She's like, yeah, yeah, it's so tough. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, yeah, Miles and I are the same way, only he is you in that situation. Mm. He's like, yes, do I, I can what? see that. <laughs> he just comes over, do I know their name? And I'm like, yes, it's Jim. All right. Hey, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Well, and. Pretty fun. Doop, doop, doop. That was a great example of two people having a silly conversation about something serious or a serious conversation about something silly, depending on how you look at it. Um, 
Unfortunately, I couldn't get her to read in poems as much as she was taken ill the next day. Some f very bad food poisoning. So we wish her all the best, at least I hope you do, um, in her speedy recovery from that, the most obnoxious and unexpected of illnesses. Uh, um, if you want to look at her stuff, though, I'm going to put her a link to her hit record and a couple of videos which are excellent. Um, bedroom story is staggering in its loveliness. And uh, I highly recommend you check them out. Thank you for listening, and until next time, long days and pleasant nights to y'all.